0: for three
1: When
2: it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. It's Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. It's Locked Up Sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out, hey! Bring them out, bring them out, Bring them out, bring them out, hey! Bring them out, Here we go! Bob Walters, Brett Grasso, from the Brian Gunsel Studios, this is Locked Up Sports, live on 365sportscast.com, Anyway, you get your podcasts. It's a big football Friday. It's an even bigger baseball Friday. Brett, what is up?
1: Are you ready for the weekend? I'm ready for the weekend. I'm ready for this uh, Sweeney Murdy interview we got going on today. That's right. We got... Uh, Giants and Jets both with games this week. No, it's not the top sh- stories. Not the top stories. Somehow it's a Yankee show today.
2: Yeah, it's a Yankee show today. So welcome to the show, everybody. Um, the, the Mets start the biggest series they've had in uh, five or six years tonight. The Grand pitching. We got the lineups. We got everything for you. First, first, we're going to start with our interview, our Yankee report. Yankee report brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek, where you can get the best tickets. Enter the promo code LockedUpSports. And you get a 20%, twenty percent, twenty dollars off your order. So now it's time for the Yankee report. Let's get right into it. Uh, Sweeney Murdy is going to be joining us in one second. We just spoke to him. Here's the interview. All right, Yankee fans, we told you we didn't forget about you. We know we've had Mets guests on for most of the way, but we uh, we got you the best here. He's been WFAN Yankees reporter forever since 2001, and we got Sweeney Murdy. Sweeney, welcome to the show. Hi fellas, how you doing? We're good. Doing We're good. good. Um, now, this year with the Yankees, we're about to hit October. It's been a really weird season. It's They were historically good to start. They were terrible. They were one of the worst teams statistically in the middle of the season. And now they've kind of they've kind of got it a little bit back here. Is this one of the weirder
0: seasons you've seen? I mean, they're all kind of in their own little category. Um, I, I think back to 2017, the last time the Yankees got to Game 7 of the ALCS against the Astros, um that year started with a really good April um and a really and had a really good September. I think right, I think it was actually they played probably like twenty two and nine or twenty three and nine on each end and then in the middle they played hundred games at five hundred. And, you know, there's just different ways to get there. Um, they were, you're right. They were on a historic pace earlier in the year, but I mean, logic told you that they weren't going to win 120 games. I think maybe you you could have expected something like what the Dodgers, the Astros are doing. And and, you know, they fell off that pace too. So um, I I think September has turned out much better for them. August was really, really down point for them. And if you look at the uh, really what turned, they got a little bit healthier in September their schedule got a little bit easier in September, and you put both of those two things together, uh, maybe with a little bit more sense of urgency, knowing that September is here. Um, I think all of that kind of put them back in the right direction, and they won the division fairly comfortably here. Now you said that
2: now they did get healthier. Now Stanton has come back. He basically, except for that grand slam, the walk off, he's kind of been slumping. What uh, does that worry you going into October?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you always have to, you know, you'd like these guys to get a little bit of a head of steam going and feel like they're, they're productive. Um, Stanton's presence in the lineup helps, but it, you know, after a while it only helps if he's producing. So that is certainly a concern. Uh, Gleyber Torres, Josh Donaldson were part of the concern for, um, you know, most of the, you know, really July and August, they were, they were a big part of the concern. Um, they have had better months in September. Uh, I'm curious to see, you know, really, I, I think what you're going to look to see over the course of this next week is um, DJ LeMayu. And if he is healthy enough to be a good hitter, then what do you do with him? Because there are, you know, the spots to play him are first, second, third, or DH, right? Yeah. Well, Anthony Rizzo is back and healthy. You're not going to play him at first. Glaber Torres is smoking hot again. You're not going to play him at second. Josh Donaldson has played a little bit, has played a, a really good third base. He's been kind of hot and cold at the bat and really hasn't had that big hot streak that you kind of thought was going to happen. But defensively, he is one of the strongest players the Yankees have, and it would probably be in their benefit to play him at third base over a somewhat physically compromised. D.J. LeMahieu, um, that leaves D.H. Again, this all comes back to whether or not D.J. LeMahieu can hit like D.J. LeMahieu. And you only have a small window to figure that out. Um, if you're going to roll the dice with LeMahieu, then you have to figure out, okay, do I want to play him at third base and you know, kind of um, switch a little bit off of Donaldson? Do I want to play him at D.H.? Because Stanton is cold. And in the meantime, in the final week, does Stanton get hot again? These are, you know, and then, you know, what happens? The other part of this is if you looks like he's healthy enough but isn't hot, the week you have, because you have a buy, what does that do for uh, your prospects? So I don't think it's re- – I think the easiest call right now is to say roll with who's here because I, I think, you know – you're thinking about pie in the sky of is LeMayu going to be able to be the like you know the best hitting version of LeMayu? and that feels like a bit of a long shot. Although I guess it's possible. Um, so I think you kind of have to wait to see how these next you know this next week plays out to see if you're any closer to figuring that out.
2: Now the next the next week it sounds like. Blah. Boone's got a ton on his plate. You know, usually, usually the Yankees are solid know going into going into the playoffs. They know what's going on. He's got a bunch of uh, decisions to make here. Now Judge has. He's obviously he wants to play until he gets the, the till he hits the 62nd. He's got three games at home now. This weekend coming up. It's a weird season because there's a buy involved there. Now, it's almost like the NFL, like when Peyton Manning, you know, did they sit him that last game? Did they not? Are the Yankees – because if you sit judge or you sit your regulars the last couple days, you still get that extra week off. And baseball is an everyday type of thing. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, so they're going to want to get some of the bats, and they're going to want to – you know, they have the luxury of having, you know, the five days. So I think what you're going to see is, you know, it gets tricky because they don't have an off day anymore, and they have a doubleheader on Tuesday. So I think you're going to try to figure. And listen, tonight's tonight night game. Tomorrow's a day game. What if tonight is you know five hour marathon, you know then what happens? Uh, so I, I think you can think about you know maybe playing him um, two out of three and two out of four and see how that goes. You know, or maybe you know maybe he wants to play three days in a row in Texas and just sit, miss one of the games with double header. Um, it's about just, you know, keeping your swing intact and all that stuff. And guys just want to get there at best. And because you can't substitute that. Um, and then, you know, there's a little matter of the batting title, which I, I think the good thing for Judge about the home runs is that he really needs one, right? Like he's not hitting 12 more. So, yeah. um, really one is all he needs. And if he can get that, then that is kind of out of the way because there's not much of a difference between 62 and 65 or 68. Mm. Um, so uh, I think as far as records are concerned, the batting title will be kind of interesting So you know, because of the triple crown aspect. Of it. Yeah, that's kind of my so, next
1: question. Like, does, yeah. If it comes down to the last game of the season, the last two games of the season, if he is up, say, two points, does he sit out that last game and just see what happens? Or do you think he's the type of guy to go out there and play through it and just go win the title?
0: I don't know yet. I I I think a lot of it just depends on how you're getting there, you know? And and what that what that day looks like and what, you know, what the days before it looked like. And does he, you know, um I I really don't know because I, I I think would, you know I and I don't know what the other guys have done. Like is he behind by 2 points? Is he ahead right. by 4 points? You know, It's really hard to say that right now because you don't know how you're getting there. I think we all want to believe that, you know, he's the kind of guy, oh, let me get out there. But I mean, for what? Okay. If he's hit his home runs and they don't have to play for, you know, the game doesn't mean anything. You know, it's really just getting a couple of his bats to get a couple of his bats, but the batting side is a little wrinkle in there. So I don't think you can accurately predict that. You know, this is—it's going to go a certain way. I think you kind of have to just see how you get there.
2: Yeah, I mean, you never really know because, like Jose Reyes, he took—he he came out for one at bat yep. in that final game, and then that was it. But you know, judge—judge. Judge he, like, he also
0: wasn't. But he also wasn't going to get another at bat for six months. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. No, very.
2: It's very true. It's don't very don't true. rub it into us, all right, Sweeney. We're Mets fans. We get it, all right. Or you you, know, you
0: got to work every
2: October, all right? The Mets guys get off every October. <laughs> um, now, do you? Do you? Is this? Is this? A, to me, the Triple Crown is more impressive, but than than the home run record. But is this the best season you've seen for, from a Yankee
0: while covering the team or ever? Well, I mean, they're, they're both impressive because frankly, he could be. Competing for the triple crown with forty home runs too, right? Yeah, so he has sixty-one. Dude, know. come on! I know. Yeah, yeah, you know, I know. Like, that's what the people like. That, people like the home
1: runs, but to me, it's I like mean, that all-around baseball player. It's that triple crown is as, as a kid growing up, in like it's almost unobtainable, and especially yeah, to hit so great. many home but, runs with it is just even but, more incredible.
0: But he's also not hitting three seventy. You know, I mean, right. you know, there's right. a, there's a give and take there too. It's part of the game uh, right now. I, I think. I think overall it's a a phenomenal season. I mean, listen, there was, I I guess years ago I said that, you know, the best season, the best seasons I've ever seen were probably a rod. Oh five and oh seven. But I, I can't really say that because I know how it happened. I know part of the reason that it happened. So, uh, and the PEDs are a factor when you have to sit here and rationalize, okay, what was I watching? So, um, from that standpoint, I mean my gosh, I've never seen anybody hit 60 home runs in my lifetime mm-hmm. I have you know without PED suspicions or admitted use. I've seen one person win a triple crown in my lifetime. I'm 52 years old. Yeah. So if you're going to put both of those two together in one season, do I have a choice but to say of course this is the greatest season I've ever seen. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, it's a good point. It's, I mean, it's
1: going to be nice to see him in a Mets uniform next year. Yeah. <laughs> that I can tell you right now. Now, now, but seriously about that, because someone's going to go out and offer him a, a mega contract. Obviously, the Yankees are going to throw whatever they can at him. But if someone goes and offers him somewhere in the range of nine years, four hundred million, ten years, four fifty, do the
0: Yankees match that? I, again, I don't know that. Should they? I have to wait to see if it gets there because the Yankees are going to have a window. To offer him a contract where nobody else can be, mm-hmm. and you're getting, you know, now that's going to be an uh, have to be an offer that is one of those blow you out of the water offers and say I don't care what anybody else is offering and kind of play the Yankees off of that. don't know yet what he's going to do. You know, um, you get one chance with this, yep. so you're going to, you know, and he, and he came this close. Um, the Yankees are going to make a really good offer. Is it going to be enough for him to say I don't want to hear anybody else's? I don't know that because I don't know what the offer is going to be, right? But I do know that they're going to make him an offer that's going to keep, you know, uh, attempt to keep him in the Yankee uniform for a very long time and make him a very rich man. I mean, they already went where they went in in April. You know they're going to have to go more than that in October, November here. So, um, yeah, I think it's something that once once they get, you know, once they're done playing, whether they get knocked out or they go all the way, you're going to have a little bit of a window to say, okay, what do you want to do? I I mean, they're they're doing all that work now, right? I mean, they're working on that number and they're they're going to present it to him at the appropriate time. And we'll see how judge wants to handle it. Um, You know, he might have a month to decide or he might have a couple of days to decide depending on how far the Yankees go. Does it
2: frustrate you that players pull out, I mean, obviously not years like this, but they, they tend to pull out
0: their best years for the most part on their walk years? This is what I say all the time. If you or I were told that how much money we make for the next 10 years will be dependent on how well we do our jobs for this next year, aren't you going to do your job a little bit better? I would have worked so much harder this week. Listen, honestly, whether you're a radio announcer, a corrections officer, a bank teller, a police officer, a school teacher, whatever you want to do, if you are told, if you know for a fact that you can get more money for the next 10 years and life changing, money for the next ten years, if you do your job as well as possible for the next six months, oh my gosh, why are we even arguing that? That is, to me, that is a, a really played out thing. Yes, I mean, I don't begrudge anybody for because we are all—if we were all in that position in real life—we would do the same thing.
1: Is this—is this the most home runs he ever hits? Is this the year he hits the most? And we're talking about you know maybe 45, 50 home runs uh, on average.
0: Listen, I, I said that after right. uh, after he hit uh, 52 in 2017. I said, you got to be really, really careful here. Yep. I did a piece with, um, I actually contacted Dan Marino, because Dan Marino threw 48 touchdown passes, a then NFL record in his second year in the league, 1984. Yep. Yep. He had a really great career. He had many really great years. He never again threw forty-eight touchdowns. Never back played season. in the Super Bowl yeah. either after that. Well, that's, that's true. yeah, that's but that's different. Um, but as far from individual numbers, he had you know one other season where he kind of could have challenged it, but didn't really. So I said, listen, you have to be prepared for this. Look at John Carlos his teammate had made had one crack at this, and yeah. he, and, and that was it. You know, but you had a lot of other good years since then. The fact that Judges has done this twice in six years. That's pretty incredible. And I wouldn't and I would have bet against it because I'd tell you that it's not that easy to do. If you're gonna sign into an eight year deal and as a fan or even anybody else, you're going to expect him to do this again, you are mistaken, okay? Right. This type of season. I just got them telling you that it's been sixty-one years since mm-hmm. somebody hit sixty home runs, legitimately, and it's been uh once in the last fifty five years that somebody's on a triple crown. You think this is going to happen three or four more times in the next contract? No way, bro. This is, this is once you're going to pay him because I think you hope that what you've seen over the last couple of years is that he's figured out how to keep himself on the field. A little bit of a less is more approach at times is how he prepares his body for a 162 game season. And when he's on the field more, you're going to have a chance to get somewhere between 40 and 50 home runs. Anything above that? is is really all a a lot of different things happening at the same time and and really starry-eyed comparisons but i think you have to reset your baseline for what you're going to see especially as he gets a little bit older and you see how that affects his body
2: now you're you're at every game i'm guessing you keep score um did you give uh the 61st home run was it an e10 in your scorebook Frankie Lasagna dropping the ball.
0: <laughs> no, listen. He never had it. Okay, that's clean. He never touched it. He never touched. You know, he never touched it. I mean, um, if he had touched it, that'd be one thing. He can be more upset. He never touched it. You upset either way. Why? I guess he can, but you know, listen it's... I would have you dove. Know. I would have
1: dove right off the railing. Oh,
0: no, then, no, then no. the medical expenses would have been worth a lot more than the ball. Definitely, sure. yeah, I'm a
2: civil servant, sweetie. I got the best benefits out there. We'll be all right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now,
2: um, as far as the the a big problem with this with this um, team is gonna be the it's gonna be the bullpen. That's the big question. Who's their closer? What did they, what do they do to fix the bullpen? What,
0: what's going on there? Don't know. You know, I I think it. I think the biggest problem is is that. The inconsistency has caused them to to question like who their guys are, but I, I think beyond that, I think they have a lot of guys out there who can close games um, and can have good runs in them in a short period of time in October. But I think the biggest thing they're missing are, are strikeouts. You know. Um, Swing and miss pitching is what people look for in their bullpens in October. And the Yankees don't have that. You know, Clay Holmes is a contact guy. Mm -hmm. Jonathan LeWise could be that guy. He has pitched to more contact than fewer swings and misses than he did a year ago. Um, All these other guys, you know, Lou Trevino is 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 potentially a closer, but he's more of a contact guy. And that's harder to... um, get through latings of postseason baseball. It's just, you know, teams look for strikeout pitchers. Uh, the Yankees have one. Unfortunately, he's at the end of his rope and is nowhere close to being effective, and you're not going to see a Rollins Chapman anywhere near an important game next month. So um, I don't know if the Yankees have a perfect solution for their bullpen. I think they're trying to get Clark Schmidt into that frame and figure it out, but you can also, you know, play with it it really depends on how a series goes, okay? Um you could find yourself in a situation where, you know, Luis Severino's on his third day and you need two innings and, and maybe that closes up the series. Like, yep. okay, yeah, go for it. Let's get the series win now. Um you know, but he's still more valuable to them as a starting pitcher. Um so I don't know if there's a perfect solution here yet. The perfect solution to me is Jonathan Loisaga really getting back to that swing and miss because he is the guy that I would have made the closer at the beginning of the year. You know, He had some injury issues and, and had to deal with that, but he's the guy that I thought was, was the one that was ready to take that next step up because last year was so good. And now with, with,
2: Carpenter possibly coming back. I don't know if you could even expect him to be as hot as he was. I mean, the car. He comes from the Cardinals, and the Cardinals just are there every year, no matter what. Everybody about the car, everything about the Cardinals, I you know, I, I worries me, especially because they're going to be in the playoffs. But is Carpenter is Carpenter going to be a factor here in the postseason? Is he still is he going to be hurt? Like, what's the situation with Carpenter? Do you expect him to be good like he was?
0: Well, like he was, no, he was Roy Hobbs. Okay after three months off, I do not expect him to come back and still be Roy Hobbs because, you know, Matt Popper has been in the league for 10 years. This, was a, this, this is similar to what we are just talking about, Judge. Mm-hmm. This is the best stretch you've yeah. ever seen of a guy, and it was one month of incredible baseball. Do we really think after two months off he's just going to jump right back mm-hmm. into that? No, but he is. He has shown you that he has some ability there, in a left-handed bat, in that lineup, that could be a difference maker. Do I think he's going to come back and hit twelve home runs in the postseason? No, of course not. But could he hit a big one in a big spot, yep. late in the game? Yeah, of course he could. He's been there um, before. He's got the experience, and and you know, experience plays. You know, and as much as you like, you'd like to, you'd love to see Oswaldo Cabrera get all the playing time. You're talking about trying to get Andrew Benintendi and Matt Carpenter healthy and DJ LeMahieu healthy. You know, veterans. Veterans are veterans for a reason, right? Like you, like you rely on them a little bit more because of the moment. Maybe Cabrera can handle it because he's played really well. Um, but those are some decisions to make going forward here. Um, I just, you know, caution you to take a step back. You know, you know like Roy Hobbs is, is not going to hit 12 home runs in the postseason. It's, you know, I, I think you have to scale back and just say, can he get you a big hit in a big spot to help you win a game? Because that just might be enough.
1: Now that's big, but we got to uh, you know you need to have that starting pitching. And when you look at uh, the Yankees' rotation coming up for the playoffs, I mean, Cole's hasn't been the same as he has been in past years. I think ever since uh, they took away the sticky stuff for Cole, it really, he hasn't had the same control. But he's got the most strikeouts as any Yankee. Uh, I can see that, but he, but he still gets into his shaky spots. How do you see it uh, coming out for them with Cole? Uh, Cortez and who else do you like, you know, who do you like in the third and fourth spot? So who starts game seven? That's a big one. Who starts game seven?
0: I mean, I think you gotta get there first, okay? I mean, you know, you've got I mean put yourself in a position where you've actually won three games too, okay? In order to get to a game seven. Yep. Um, that's a lot. Um, I think it's there more... Is Cole
1: Yeah, if Cole's shaky Mester early Cortez then, Cortez
0: and Luis Severino are your top three guys. Jamison Tyone could factor in. But again, I I think you're I, I don't think you can play this by saying, here's one, two, three, four, and we're just going to line it up. I mean, you, know, you got to figure, okay, what if you're down two games to one? What if you're up two games yep. to one? What if, you know, what if one guy got shelled in his game? Uh, what happens then? You really got to maneuver a lot differently um, based on, you know, reacting to what you're seeing. So, I don't think there's a simple, here's what I do, and that's the right answer. Um, as far as Garrett Cole, um, he, you know, I, 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 I don't know what to make of him, because you're still talking about a guy who's striking out 250 batters in a season. Okay, yeah, sticky stuff was an issue, a little bit different, of course. Um, but you're still talking about a guy who has dominated lineups um, for most of this year at various times and then been hit by a home run ball or a bad inning. And it just drives you nuts. Right. Um, it's, like I look at him and I say, here's a guy He faces 30 batters. He's going to dominate 26 of them. And then four of them are going to cost you the game. Right. That's really hard to figure out. You know, it's not like he's pitching to a 60 ERA. Jose Barrios has an ERA over five, right? Yeah. Um, you're, you're talking about Garrett Cole's got like a three and a half, a little bit less than that. That's not, Terrible. He's been a good pitcher for the Yankees. There's going to be a moment where he can be a great one, and the opportunities are going to be there in front of him. Um, you know, and, and I, I say this a lot about October players and pitchers and hitters. I mean, you're not going to be considered a great October player un- until you are one. That's it. There's not like this whole he can, he can't, he is, or he isn't. October history is littered with. Guys, you'd never even give a second thought to coming up with big performances in a playoff or World Series game, and star players who came up small. So you know, there's no way. There's no way to predict this. Um, Garrett Cole has the ability, and he's going to get some opportunities if this team continues to win games that aren't pitched by him. He's going to get more opportunities the deeper they go, and he's going to have a chance to give you that one signature game or two signature games and say, okay here's why you gave him that money and the tools are there you don't strike out 250 batters without being able to do it um the home runs are a problem and hopefully he figures out how to eliminate them or or keep them to a minimum or at least make them solo shots and only one or two of them this of three or four of them when the game you know when the stakes get higher
2: yeah i mean it's it's almost and i i reminds me of so much of you know what the years of listening to you and mike when you were on mike's show like it's such a—it's almost unfair to judge people by October. It's such a small sample size. You have—you know—anybody could go over a week or 0 for, you know—and have a bad series, or and anybody can have a great series. But it's such a small sample size, and and especially Yankee fans judge—they're judged by October.
0: Well, I also go back and look at the first—you know—the first, Go back to nineteen ninety-six. If, if you know, I don't know if you're old enough to remember that World Series. Yeah, we're Yankee old. Enough. And okay, <laughs> the um. I, and this goes back to also like judging trades and understanding, you know, judging players. You had you know Graham Lloyd uh, is one that has has a sterling World Series record for the Yankees, 96 and 98. Those two series, he didn't give up a single run. And I think he pitched in 11, no, not that many World Series games, but I mean, he, you know, I think mean, maybe seven or eight World Series games. He didn't go up a single run. Okay? He was a great postseason pitcher for the Yankees in 96-98. and You know that in the 1996 regular season, he had like a 13 ERA after yeah. they traded for him? He was miserable. David Weathers was the same thing. David you know, Weathers yeah. had, had a, like a 10 ERA or something like that. He went out and shut down the Rangers and, played, and had another good uh, performance for them in the next it's run about, after that. It's about who's hot now. I mean, you, you have the that's why, that's why, like, I don't, like, I don't know what Lou Trevino or Scott Efros are going to do. I don't know what Harrison Bader is going to do. Um, you know, there's a, there, there, just comes a time. And those two pitchers specifically, Lord, Graham Lloyd and David Weathers were huge for the Yankees in 1996. And go look up, uh, they were miserable regular season pitchers after the Yankees made those trades, one in July and one in August. And it, it, it was a disaster. If I'd have told you then that those two guys are going to be like, like, Graham Ward gets invited to every Timers game. Yeah, yeah nobody, he, nobody he, remembers you know, the
1: bad times. No, no, if you yeah. win in October, that's all that people that's are going to remember. That's it. And that's you can it. make a whole lifetime off of that. These guys who are going to come up, even look at guys like for the Mets. We have like our Daniel Murphy, who, listen, he was a great player for us. He played really well. But all of a sudden, because of a very short stretch and a nice window for the Mets, he parlayed that into being, you know, uh, and he turned out to be even a better player long term. Yeah. But, you can make your money in October. Look, we're littered with that, Benny and andy Chavez,
0: yeah. but is is cashman in trouble if they don't win this year? I you know if they had fallen apart completely and 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 then there was nothing to salvage on this roster and they're you know losing wild card games or whatever it to be, I, I just said, okay, maybe it's something to think about. Um, but there's there's here's the thing. This isn't about what you or I think about uh, Brian Cashman. It's not about what any Yankee fan thinks about Brian Cashman. Hal Steinbrenner, it's what he thinks about Brian Cashman. Okay? And there has been no indication over the last dozen years that Hal Steinbrenner is at all dissatisfied with how Brian Cashman does his job. Now, Yankee fans listening might just be, you know, throwing their phones or speakers through the window right now because of that, what I just said. But, you know, there is something to be said for competing every year. Um, and being good enough to be in this chase every year, okay? And that's something that the Yankees, that's something every team does value. Let's face it, okay? I talk to people around the league. I talk to people at every team. And every year when the Yankees sign somebody or trade somebody or they're in first place in June or July or whatever, I have people all over the league tell me, hey, that was a good move that Brian Cashman made. You know, this guy's a good sign." This is, this is a good team, blah, 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 blah. And, yeah, the payroll comes up and, you know, that you can spend money on these guys comes up. It's part of it. But people around the league who work in this industry tell me that this was a good move or that was a good move or that he does a good job. So I'm looking at that, too, and I'm looking at the fact that there is zero indication how Steinbrenner is at all dissatisfied with how Brian Cashman does his job. That's not to say he likes losing a, a playoff series. Or, and it, or is, like, not upset that they're not pushing through a winning World Series, that's a different argument. It ha- and I know for most fans that's not a different argument, but it really is. And those two things are not at odds as as I have seen it for years now as house, how how Steinbrenner used Brian Cashman's job. Now, so I would tell you at this point there is nothing to tell me that he is in trouble.
2: Now, to, uh, tomorrow um, – mm. You uh, are you worried about Northwestern being a trap game with Michigan two weeks ahead for Penn State? Um, no, I don't even know what time the game is.
0: That's, I don't think I'm going to get to see it. Now it's I've got one o'clock. What time is it? Three thirty. Three thirty. Three thirty. I am probably not going to see any of it. Oh. Um, so yeah, I'm. Um, no, I'm not. I'm not worried. I know it's a huge. Like it's a like. I, I don't care if they beat the spread or not. I get I mean They're a huge favorite. So I'm not worried about that. Um, you know, the Michigan-Ohio State games are really the always the ones that – and one other one, you know, because I've gotten used to three or four losses a year lately. Um, <laughs> so we'll see when they pop up. Well, you're, um, you're 4-0 and now, so, you, you know,
2: they're, they're doing all right. I've been, I've been, I've been 4-0 and before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. That's a crazy place to see games, Happy Valley. That's on my bucket list, right?
0: It's a it's a great spot. It's one of my favorite places in the world, and I, I'm not even talking about you know just going to a football game. Just you know being there that's one of my favorite places in the world. And uh, you know maybe uh, listen. Sometimes I get sometimes I get an early end to my uh, October travels and get to go see another game there. We'll nice. see. Uh, maybe uh, you know. But uh, you know, I'd, frankly, I'd rather be in the Bronx in late October than. And, um, you know, and see another World Series game. It's been a little while. see one of those two
2: Now on June thirtieth, you got to sit in the booth. I'm guessing that was a dream come true. Call the game with Susan. Um,
0: are you the heir apparent? Are you looking for the job? Or no. What's the deal? No. No, I, got, I got to do one game I got to do my first play-by-play game On my 52nd birthday That's There cool. is no way I am heir apparent to anything okay? <laughs> uh, First of all John Sterling is wonderful and marvelous And he's, I, I hope he's coming back To do as many games as he possibly can um, I, uh, I loved getting a chance As a kid who you know first got on the radio When he was 12 years old And being on the radio talking about sports is my, was my, was my dream job. And I've lived it, right? I've got a chance to fly the space shuttle. You know, uh, it was an amazing experience. And all I really had to do was bring it back down safely and land and hand it back over and say, okay, thank you for letting me do it. I'll let you, I'll let you, you know, handle it the rest of the way. Uh, I had an amazing time. I wish there were a few more runs on the board so I could have, you know, uh, broken out a few more different things. Um, it was a two-to-one game. I was, was looking for a cold. Game. It was a steal at home, it, though, right? There was an attempted steal at home? There was an attempted steal at home that I quickly had to... And I, I locked for a second, because I forgot which runner was on third base. Okay. Um, nice. But, it, it, you know, I, I, anyway, I think it sounded fine. But, uh, listen, I, I got a chance to do it. I'm not sitting here tell I'm not telling you, anybody, like, I'm not under any delusions that somebody is going to call me and take one game I did in my 30 years at WFAN and 40 years of being on the radio that, Oh, you're going to get to do this job now. <laughs> I I, I'm, I live in the sane world. I live in the real world. I I, I know what to do. <laughs> that,
2: that where now. Where, where do you sit and get Where are you behind the plate? Like right in that behind the, in the press box. It? Yes. In the main press box. Okay. Okay. Um, right. Oh, you know what? I, oh, I have man. one more question. One more question. Somebody actually wanted me to ask you this now. Um, you did two Olympics. You covered two Olympics with Westwood One. Uh, what was your favorite part of the Olympics?
0: Uh, my favorite part of the Olympics. Wow. Um, you know, I got to, I got, I got to see gold medal events. Right, like I was at um, the U.S. Women's Basketball Gold Medal Game. Okay. Um, uh, bas- Yeah, U.S. Women's Basketball Gold Medal Game. The U.S softball gold medal game that's cool um i got to see a couple other crazy events um you know I, I walked in one time we're in atlanta uh on my way into the studio i stopped to i stopped at the uh, i forget which building it was but I, I went to see like weightlifting and and table tennis like where else am i gonna go see those right like you know like i this is Olympic level of a sport that I'm never going to go see somewhere else. So I went to see those. Yeah. It's, um, it's those are kind of cool, different things to do. Um, I, just the whole idea of, you know, the whole world watches like for, you know, for all these years since then, you know, you turn on TV and you're watching the Olympics. And I love summer games, all the track and field. And, um, you know, you just got to go see some of that. Um, it, it, it's just getting something, getting to experience the whole thing, kind of being in the middle of where all the action is happening. I, you know, I've I've got a chance to cover Yankees baseball. I'm like, like Major League Baseball, and the Yankees. A, a lot of people are watching. Yeah, you want to yeah. be where a lot of people are watching. And when you're at the Olympics, a lot of people are watching. You know, it's something like like Jeter said this during the the Captain Show. Like we talked about how, you know, the more people are watching, like that's where you wanted to be, and like. that's kind of the deal, too. Like I was, you know, this is the event everybody's paying attention to. And I got to be one of the people helping tell the story. I got to be one of the people telling the rest of the world what was happening in this major event. And that's, you know, that's kind of why you get into the business. Well, he's the voice of the Yankees beside, out of the
2: booth. He's the voice no, of the no, Yankees. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no,
2: no, 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 no. He's gone over again. <laughs> but uh, you can find them on S N Y, W F A N, WFAN, anywhere. Sweeney, hell of a job. Thanks for coming by. Thank you, folks. Appreciate you having me. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. How about that? Oh, man. Wow. Sweeney, giving you all the lowdown on the Yankees, everything you wanted to know. Thank you, Sweeney. That was um that was, that was one of our best ones yet, Brad.
1: I, I, I think it was uh, definitely our best one. That was that was one
2: of the best ones yet. Um, and it was about the Yankees. And it was about
1: the Yankees. Amazing, yes. right? So for like, all, we actually, like, we, see? We've been a Mets show. So tack it's another one Mets. on the WFA That ones for our Yankee fans. Uh... You know, I know we had a bunch of people come help us out with some questions that they wanted us to ask Sweeney, and you know, he answered beyond any questions I had. Like, that was really the whole breakdown of everything going on yeah, in yeah. Uh, Yankee land right well, now. Well, that's
2: what it was. We, we like we didn't get a Yankee guy for, what, six months into the show? Yeah. Figured we get the best. We got, we got yeah. Sweeney Murray. Was that good enough? Was that good enough for you? All right. There you go. Might as well be in, like the, the corpse of, of Steinbrenner. All right. Next well, best thing. Yeah. So... Now we got the, the the other big story is the Mets. The Mets now tonight they are one game ahead because since we last spoke to you, uh, Escobar went off five RBIs in the game. The Mets were dead in the water. Yep, they were. They weren't doing anything. Down for nothing. It was just it was you know it wasn't looking good. Escobar arrived and got five RBIs, and the Mets won five to four. I'll tell you what. I am disappointed in. I am disappointed in the crowds out at City Field this week. That game especially paid attendance twenty eight thousand. Wow. I get it. It's a Wednesday night. It was a nice night, and the size, the, the magnitude of that game, you got to get more than twenty eight thousand. That's rough. I didn't even realize it was that bad. It was twenty eight thousand. Yeah. It was a good twenty eight thousand. It was a good crowd, a lively crowd. But twenty eight thousand is, is, I think that's, uh, I I'm think, a little embarrassed. I, for it. I
1: think the the rest of the way, you're going to be seeing a lot more than twenty eight thousand at the game. Well, what do you think? What do you think they'll be getting? Because I, I think I, I'm going if it comes down to the game. No, for the Wednesday. Pack. Yeah. For the Wednesday afternoon game. What's that the final game of the season? It's four o'clock game on Wednesday. Everybody plays at four. Okay. Or before. I, by four. I don't know. You. I don't think you could. You could but even. Do you think is like a full house if it comes down to yes, the division? Yes. Yes. If it comes. I'm talking down to- a full house. Or is it? There's seats?
2: Yes, if the division is on the line, if the division is on the line, because it won't be a playoff win, you know, win or out type of situation. No, but because it's, but it, it's it's a huge game. I think they fill
1: the house if if there's anything on the line. So that's either if they're down by a game, tied, or up by a game.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. It depends on if well, they hold no, the tiebreaker. Right. Because if they hold the tiebreaker they could be down a no, game. No, that's what I'm
1: saying. If they hold the tiebreaker it would be down by a game, tied or up by a game. I, yeah, I think they fill the house.
2: If they if it means something, if it means the division then they fill the house and they'll beat the Nationals. I shouldn't say that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I don't want it to come down to that. So
2: no, I listen, I thought I, I said well, yeah, I didn't want it to come I'm down to that. I'm going, I'm going
1: if it does. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll I'm go. Going. I'll go. I'll, I'll you know, go I'll bang does. in the worker uh, Yeah, it's sick So was, told my it supervisor. was it um,
2: <clears throat> was I didn't want it to come down to this Braves series. And I'm and I, listen, at least they have a lead. They have a, a one-game lead that's huge. Because now the Braves basically got to sweep them.
1: Yeah, that, you know? that, that game was, that's why it was so important. Because the Braves had lost on a walk-off to the Nationals that same night, which played a one-game lead for the Mets, which uh, I'm telling you, you didn't want to go in down a game. Going into the Braves, no, because then you
2: got to sweep them on the road, right. and that's not happening. Right. No, I don't think either team is sweeping right. the series. I
1: mean, obviously, every game is the most important at this point. No matter what, every day is like that. But this first game of the series is the one that you take. This first one, you can guarantee that you don't go out of there down.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right.
1: And- you know, and that's so. I, you know, we're going to say that for every game down the stretch, no matter what. So you're going to hear that of me now, but. Um, I think that's the one, but the Mets. Uh, I think they realized the urgency today.
2: I think they win. I think they win two out of three. And here's here's why. I think Degrom. Listen, Degrom doesn't throw up two straight st- uh, stinkers very often, if, if ever. If I can remember ever. I mean, that that was a disaster against the, the
1: yeah.
2: Athletics. Yeah. And he gives up. What do you give like six runs. It just was. It, he just didn't sleep well, West Coast. It was a stinker, and he doesn't. Throw, he's not going to throw up another one. And they got also they got Scherzer going. Who's did this is money time now for Scherzer. Yep. This is money time. And then Bassett, who's a good third. And listen, they're play, they're facing some some good pitches, but the Braves in the last two weeks have kind of they've dropped off a little bit. The Mets have lost games too. Mets lost to the A's. Mets lost to the Marlins. It, but the Braves are playing aren't playing at the 750 clip that they play at for the majority of the final three quarters of the season. Well, the
1: Mets have played the Braves well this year too. The and, Braves have eaten up everybody else, but um, the Mets have. Played well versus him. We need to, you know, but that's not how the Mets are winning these games. We need some pitching. You know how they're winning these games. The new stud in town, Francisco Alvarez. Alvarez, the next uh, piazza catcher type He's situation. Not only is he uh, up to the show today, he is in the lineup tonight. In the lineup, number he seven. in the seventh
2: He's in the seventh hall.
1: Um, Here we go. Give us the give us the uh,
2: give us the lineup for tonight for the Mets. Oh,
1: uh, find it. <clears throat>
2: I don't even know if I have the one. Ruff's so not playing, right? Ruff, Ruff's not in it. I don't think Ruff's ever playing again. The lineup just came out. Not so, sure I even have it. No, you just had it, didn't you? Yeah, that was. Right, that fine, was, fine. That was, that
1: was a much longer time ago
2: than the um, was. The Mets just got—they just got to win two out of three, so they could lose one of these games. It's—it's going to be a wild scene. I think Atlanta's going to pack the house because it's a big series. They—they—they they, they, did they get missed with the hurricane? I don't know. Did Atlanta get hit?
1: It's it's no, not it's really? and it's by gonna him It's going to be some some probably some weather, I'm sure at some point, but nothing too bad.
2: Yeah, as a friend of mine once said, um, hurricanes you know sometimes they shift to the left, sometimes they shift to the right, and sometimes they lose to Middle Tennessee State. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, a Miami. I I TV. saw I <laughs> that one right. So tonight it's it's DeGram against Max Freed. Freed. Max Freed. Max Freed. Tomorrow, Scherzer and Wright, and then Bassett. And Charlie Morton in the final game of the series. And then it's home for three against the Nationals.
1: And then it's on to October in the playoffs. You want the uh, lineup for tonight? Brett, what do we got? What's the lineup? All right. We got Nimmo, Alonzo, Lindor, Marcana, McNeil, Escobar, Red Hot. The new guy, Alvarez, then Yorme, and Nito. That's actually the lineup. We went with Yorme. To get back and be in and in shape, and, uh, and I think that's the lineup we're looking and for. And it's still
2: September, so it is still
1: the month of Escobar. Month of Escobar. Final day of the month of Escobar. Yeah, it's nice to see. That's what we've been waiting for is someone else to step up. We know we're going to get out of Lindor. We know what we're getting out of Alonzo. Um and other guys have been solid. We're waiting for Marte to get back and hopefully he can come back, which it looks very soon. Um Khan has been, you know, uh, struggling a little bit, but Marte
2: is big, but Marte's gonna be rusty. It's been a long time. Marte's been out five, six weeks now I know. with that broken I know. bone. I know. That's that's we're gonna see. You and never we know. were kinda like, is he gonna be out I know. two weeks? And yeah, you know, it always lingers. It uh, and, and so Marte might be a non factor going into the place. He might be, you know, he could come in and I trust Marte to come in as, you know, get a big
1: hit, get a pinch hit when they need a hit. He's not going to be a non-factor. Marte comes in, he is coming full-bore Marte. I'm not saying who knows what he's going to hit like. But you're going to get your defense out of him. His legs aren't ruined. He's going to track down yeah. every ball. He's going to bring arm. the energy. You get him on base. I'm telling you, the guys, he, he can put bat on ball. It might take him a, a day or two, to, but you get him back. I, I don't know exactly when, but he should be back. As long as, Ruff, is it, is as long as rough is,
2: as long as rough's not in the lineup, I mean, they, yeah. Like, well, well, they just, the
1: rough experiments over the Naquin <laughs> experiments. Over. It's really like they there's, didn't do good at the trade though. Listen, there's a problem though when you have Alvarez here. The reason they liked rough is because rough can go play first and rough can go play outfield. And Alvarez is there now. We, you, are you going to take three catchers? You have listen. You, you have your catcher spot. That's great. I think it might. But you only on have four other position players that you're going to take. That and at that point, you're talking about taking two different catchers: Nito or Alvarez. And it's very hard. Who else do you even take on that lineup? Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know if you are going to th- take
2: Alvarez. Yeah, it depends on what he does here in this right. Alvarez is going to be. It's going to be two. One of two things. Well, rough. Ruff. Gonna...
1: Ruff's the other option. Ruff, I don't so think. Ruff, I think rough is out. Well, you Ruff need some. Out. Yeah, but Ruff Ruff you need out. somebody he, who's hitting versus lefties is the answer in the DH spot. Man, wait, they just they just completely disregarded Dominic Smith, huh? Like yeah, they well, want he, no part of him. No, because he's not going to hit versus the lefties. They have their Smith. It's Vogelbach. If Vogelbach was playing bad, they would have brought up Smith. Yeah, but they can't box
2: on hit really he
1: he's a, No he's I know a well but nothing. that's the other option is is honestly you can't have both there's this other you can't have two guys just to hit you know versus righties. And you can't have a guy who can't play the field because at some point you're going to need a position player. And God forbid someone actually gets hurt out there, something else happens, and you need to put somebody else out there. Alvarez can't go play, so at some point you're going to need position players in those in that extra spots. Okay, so especially now, if you take an extra pitcher. Now he, has, he has, we'll get to all that in a couple. What you hope of days. with
2: Alvarez is you hope he's just too young and dumb to realize how big the moment is and how big the games are, and he just plays and he do, and he, and he does does yeah. well. Now he's also the top prospect in the in the in the organization, yep. so he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. He knows that. It's a big, he knows it's a big spot. But, I don't know what to expect. But some
1: guys are in here for big spots. Some guys are just built for the lights. Some guys are built for New York. Some guys hit big home runs. And this is what he's shown <laughs> all year. All year in the Major League. They keep moving them up and moving them up. And the guy keeps crushing home runs. He's the only player in the Major League that's not old enough to drink. That's it. That's all you need to know. And trust me, he's going to be drinking champagne in a few days. Yep, yep. There's going to be some underage
2: drinking going yep. on in that Mets I uh, yeah, yeah, got to get
1: them some milk like they did in St. Louis back in the day. <laughs> Bring out the milk. They were smoking cigarettes in the dugout back in the day. They, you tell me do, they you remember, do you remember the year? No, they wouldn't let them celebrate with alcohol in the clubhouse, and they all had milk. And the entire clubhouse Why? Because was. because someone underage? I can't remember if it was someone who drank. Was that was like. it Was, was the it St. Team, a team? What team? St. Louis. It was St. Louis back in the 80s. Yeah. One of those division titles was St. Louis and the milk, and it's Ozzie's milk dunking themselves in milk. I can't remember if it was like a you law in the, or it was yeah. like someone was an alcoholic. It might have been like... I an alcoholic. There was something in that home. range, I swear, and they were like gallons of milk. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> it was so weird to me as a kid. So, I, like, we'll, I mean, listen, we'll see. I, to
2: me, I listen, I have a badge. I have a gun. I'm not going to give him a ticket. I he, I would. He, he has the... I'm not going to... I'm gonna use my judgment I would let Alvarez. <laughs> so if the Mets wanna, you know, have me as a security or something, yeah. I'm not the biggest guy. No, but no, no. I hold my own no on Rikers Island. Island. So if I hold my own on Rikers Island, then nah. I could I could be all right there focus, in the City
1: Fields. Focus focus
2: on baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so um once again, thank you to Sweeney Murdy. Great, that was a great interview. Again, I just wanted to say that again. Yeah. Um What do we got now? Jets and Giants. So Jets I was at Giants. I was at the Giants game the other night. Um good crowd. They had a whiteout. It wasn't the whiteouts that they have in Happy Valley, where we were just talking about before, with Penn State and whiteouts and the pros. I kind of like, eh. But it was good. It was cool. The crowd was into it. It was for a Giants game that's the loudest, most into the crowd has been probably in five years. They they didn't play well. They're not a good team. It was twenty three sixteen, and I got people screaming and yelling me about it what Daniel Jones. I'm blaming It's Dan- not blaming Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones is not a, is not the franchise quarterback. Let's be real. He's not going to be here. He's not this regime's guy they didn't draft him they don't want to. he's not good enough where they're going to be forced to give him the money he's he's not that good no no
1: no i'm telling you uh it's funny because people they were all over you about because they were like no it was the defense who blew the game and all the other stuff was
2: two drops it should have been 37 to
1: 16 yeah no well that's exactly it It is i'm sorry but the honestly that game should have been ran up even further um but the Giants, listen. We're gonna learn. The Giants aren't a very good team. I don't know what everybody had in there. They're all delusional. The, the Giants, the Giants fans are totally yes. delusional, pretending that all of a sudden they were like talking about winning divisions, and here we go, yeah, like they're yeah. gonna go on. you, you're gonna be looking at me scraping. And to you games. know what they are? The Yankee fans. They're all yeah I'm one of the few
2: Giants, Mets fans, so they're all Yankee fans. They're all cocky. You know, it's, it's my my God-given right to win now. Daniel Jones get he'll move the he'll move the ball between the twenties. They don't score points. Their only touchdown was like a brilliant run by Saquon Barkley. And you know uh, what? That's why. By the way, that's why he lost. Th- the game. Th- next year, Saquon Barkley's sixth year in in no. the league. He, that's sixty five years old
1: in running back years. Well, there was a point in that game. I watched that whole game. Let me. There was a point where neither coach could figure out that the whole thing that needed to happen was you guys needed to start running the ball. They need to start running the ball with Saquon Barkley. He was actually gaining some decent yards. He was, you know, he was getting stuff, but he was getting a couple breakaways. They needed to continue to feed him the ball. But they went down. They didn't have any chance to have a passing. Game. They got the ball into the red zone. They couldn't put it in the end zone. And oh, yeah. and and
2: what happened was the defense couldn't get off the field on third down. How many third downs were there? Where that where it was
1: okay? they... the. Third and seven, and they run it. That's and they that's, break off like a twenty-five no. yard run. But that's when that's who recognized that it was time to start running the ball. But the Giants didn't. The Giants didn't. But all of a sudden, they realized it was a running game. That this game was going to be won on who ran the ball the most, and it was wasn't going to be some high scoring game. It was. Oh wait, all right, we're already up a little bit. Let's just run the ball. Let's get down. And they needed one more score, yeah. and they got it. Yeah, and okay. So
2: and then and, and here's the thing too. They were m- mismanaged with the timeouts, both in the first and second half. At the end of the first half terrible job with the timeouts. They didn't take one. They ran all the way down. Then in the second half, on the fourth down, the crowd is into it. They have a fourth and seven. Dallas is going to go for it. They're lining up to go for it. The Giants, had. I don't think they need to call a timeout. Timeouts in the second half are precious things. They're valuable things. You're behind in the game. you got a fourth down. you got the crowd behind you. You just stopped them on third down. They're going for it on fourth. Giants call a timeout. They let Dallas get organized. They run a play. They get the first down. They go down. And they score a touchdown. And the the officiating to it's another thing people are ripping on. It was bad. It was bad. I'll give you that. It was bad. But it was bad for both sides. The Giants had a the uh, illegal contact on a third down on a ball going to the end zone. it was right in front of me. I saw it. Uh-huh. So don't tell so me it bad. didn't happen. So bad. So and they then they missed some goals on the Giants too. But you know what? You couldn't get off the field. And uh, and it's a big missed opportunity for Daniel Jones. Big missed opportunity because he could have had a case to stay here. He wins that game to 3 0. They beat the, the Bears this, this week to 4 0. He had the ball on his 10 yard line, a minute 40 to go, down a touchdown, and he didn't get, do anything. That's it. I would have loved to have Eli Manning there. That's Eli Manning's wheelhouse. Down, down a touchdown, on 10 yard line, minute 40, no timeouts. That's a that's Peyton. That's Eli Manning's wheelhouse right there. And what did what did Daniel Jones do? Incomplete pass, completed a pass, penalty, interception.
1: I'm telling you, he's going to play just decent enough. This year it's going to be mediocre Giants playing just decent enough. They're going to play mediocre ball. They're going to get a mediocre draft pick. They're going to say he played and he managed the team well. If we put a better team around him... He's gonna be good. Now watch a couple more years experience. We put a team around. A, you know what? That's what I thought what, would happen. What's a better option? Do we have a better option? Do we want to start from scratch again with the draft pick and restart yeah. from? Sc- I don't know if we can do that for yeah, a couple I don't years. Think that this, that this, he's not that guy. Nobody here
2: drafted him. But, but we can't wait a few years for the new draft pick. No, we? no. But what they'll do is they'll they'll leverage the entire draft to get up into the top ten to get a quarterback. Now let's now even, even if you get the quarterback, even now your team stinks because you will you leverage your whole draft to yeah. get to ten or to get to the seven. You're pick. right. You're right. Right, stick with Daniel Jones. It's the yeah. It's it's. You're right. It's quarterback. Stay
1: with, <laughs> stay with Daniel Jones. It's quarterback mediocrity, and it's the worst place you could be in the NFL. The I agree. Worst place you could be in. The I NFL. agree. Stay with Daniel Jones. Well, listen, I got my quarterback coming back, uh, Zach Wilson for the Jets this week. Yep. Which I mean, we can talk about the Jets versus the Bengals all you want, but the Jets that were exactly when exactly Jets as I are said who that. you thought they were. I mean, there's another team who thought whose minds if they didn't watch the first you know I don't know three and a half quarters of any Jets game besides from when they turned it on in the last two minutes. We
2: picked six games they haven't last been week, good. Brett. We picked six, six games good. last
1: week. One of them won. I won the Jets. The, oh, the Bengals. <laughs> to, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's good. Yeah, and again, that you almost you know. Yeah, I, I, listen, the Jets really
2: were, wasn't the, that. The, the Bengals weren't well, even that good in that game. I mean, the Jets were never in the game, so right. that's yeah. that. Now the, and Steelers- the Bengals, yeah,
1: well, the Bengals are going to start getting back into shape, I think, after their uh, knockout win versus Tua uh, yesterday.
2: Yeah, I. Well, real quick with the Jets, they were yes. arguing with each other. on uh, the the guy. Uh, what's his name? Wilkinson oh, was about to knock yeah. out the the Ola, the D line oh, oh, coach. Oh, Quinn Williams, yeah, yep, oh, Quentin Williams, Quentin, yeah, yeah. Quentin Williams. He was about to knock out the yeah. the, the, the coach. Yeah, it was. a uh, um,
1: little fire. I'm into that. I, Let's go.
2: Yeah, I get. Yeah, but you know what? So I think the co- it's not good. I think the coach is in trouble if this thing goes real south. Yeah, like it starts now. The first,
1: first couple there, games not a big deal because Joe Flacco I is think, one of those. I think he's on a free ride for maybe. One more season after this. Maybe two. You think if they
2: win four games this
1: year, he doesn't? Free ride for next year. Like,
2: no. There's no.
1: No. And now it's like the, you know, the ownership goes to like, oh, but Zach Wilson got hurt early. And now it's like. To them, this is like another. Now he gets hurt all the time. Now it's two seasons out. Well, listen. Listen. We're going to find out if, if he won has any kind of you know, just natural ability this year and his instincts are back and we'll find out if he's healthy at all and we'll see if he makes it through the season. It's a lost year for the Jets. The Jets aren't gonna even if win. a was going to so. be a lost year. It's not right. a lost year. If he plays well and wins no, six bit I mean. seven the games, little a lost year. The Jets aren't proje- trying to even make the playoffs no, they no. can pretend like they are all they want. The Jets are here to see if Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. If they can get enough, you know, stuff going with their defense, which they honestly they have the young the talent to get there, and they're going to end up with another draft pick somewhere in there or a couple more.
2: I'm starting to realize why my comment back, 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 back in the in the beginning of this shows infancy yeah. about the Jets being in the playoffs. Ones. Yeah, why, yeah. Why people are all over me about Yeah, that.
1: It, it's just, they're, you know, they're really, but again, I, you're going to find out these quarterbacks, you look at the guys who Zach Wilson came in with, those guys are showing that they're quarterbacks, man. They're good quarterbacks. And we're going to really find out if, you know, who is, like, is he a decent, I, I don't think he's even had, like, listen, he hasn't had that many good starts dating all the way back to BYU, so... You know, let's find out and get rid of him if yeah, he's not. And same thing with Daniel Jones. Like, he can't be hanging out. He's the quarterback. He, I think he's good. I, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the Jets. I like to see the Jets. Oh, no. I it. I think he would be alright. He just Again, you said stay healthy. If he can make it through this year and produce, but you can't yeah. just not be healthy. If he gets knocked out and he's out for a handful of more games and he gets almost no playing time this year, you can't just wait around no, no, for no, 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 yeah.
2: who? Here's all you need to know. The Jets in their whole entire franchise history of, of 50, 60, whatever many years it's been, have won one time in Pittsburgh. Yeah. One time. So yeah. it's not going to be two this week. Alright, so it's a baseball weekend, Brett. It's a baseball weekend, but before we do that, one more thing with the football. Actually, we we mentioned before with the Tua thing, uh, people are, people are going to be in trouble for this. He yeah. clearly had a, yeah. had a,
1: he was either drunk or he had a, a concussion last <laughs> yeah. week. And let me tell you, uh, on Sunday, his first, um, what they're calling a, a neck injury or a back injury, <clears throat> he was clearly, uh, clearly had a, a concussion. He, he whacked the back of his head. He stood up. He stumbled. His lineman had to hold him up. And let me tell you, the guy was in bad shape. I thought he came out on concussion protocol and had a whole deal where he went back. Like, I, I, that's what I thought was happening. Apparently, that wasn't what's happened. No, I, I don't
2: know how this. I th- you told me that the team doctor gets the final say. Yeah. I don't believe that. So I don't now, that yeah. Right. So
1: the way it works is they come in and they have these independent <laughs> guys for the NFL that come and make sure, like they they recognized. Oh my God, a guy got banged up. Why no. have
2: the independent guy if he doesn't get to make? I the best thought the call? same thing.
1: I thought the independent guys came in and that's whose decision it was whether he goes back in. No, they're just there just to to work with the team doctor to decide was that a concussion? Does it have symptoms that relate to a concussion? And then at the end of the day, just one person who decides. And that is the team physician for the team he's on. Yeah. Who is? Which is? I mean, just ridiculous because they, the guy's being paid by the organization to keep these players on the field, or at least to make the decisions. I and just you do Let me tell you, if that was a guy who was like the third string lineman, they yank him right from the game, and they don't care. They actually, they have him.
2: I have it right here. They have him listed for Sunday as question. Uh, next Sunday, questionable with a lower uh, with a right. Ankle injury to her. Stop, <laughs> stop! I thought he was going to come back He's, and play the fourth quarter. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's you. dangerous. They failed. Let them. They that, failed them. The, that, the Dolphins, the NFLPA, and the and
1: the and the uh, doctors all failed them. A hundred percent. Listen, and the coach came out and was embarrassing himself in the news conference today. Well, the coach was just to, like, well, I'm not a doctor. Yeah, that sounds like us at work. Like, well, I, that's not my job. No, listen, the, I don't think that his fall from the t- the other day. Had anything to do with his fall today? No,
2: no, well, no, he got thrown down today. I mean, yeah, yeah. but he was—I mean, he had that thing with the hands. it was no—he looked—he was 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 in bad bad shape last night.
1: Let me tell you, he was in bad shape, and to have two concussions like that—it's not like he went Sunday to Sunday and he had seven days rest in between for his like brain to recover. It was five days. Yeah. Like, you know that's it's not a good look for the NFL. That's Who knows why the NFL players,
2: when they're fifty years old, are sitting in the corner corner in a rocking chair and thinking yeah. they're a glass of orange juice. Yeah, because that's what happens to you when you get multiple concussions back to back, and you get twenty of them. And you, you know, it's fighters and it's and it's football no, players. It, it really, it's bad.
1: Yeah, listen. No matter you know, I, I just didn't I didn't like it. They shouldn't have had him back in there on t- such a quick turnaround. And we all
2: kind of forgot about it. We all kind of was like, oh, they got the protocol, and now it's. Right to the
1: front of the front of the yeah. table in yeah. the news, and the NFL is going to hate it because now it's going to come all oh, come rushing back. back. It's going to spur some change, of course. If you need a nurse for the NFL, give me a call. I would come in. I can diagnose a concussion at any given time. I've had enough in my life. Yeah, um, got some training. I could use the money. Uh, let me know. I like football. Yeah, and he'll it, put me like, on the Jets one. I'll send them back send out them there back. every time. <laughs> Don't it's you good. worry. It's good with a wink. Yep.
2: But um, so now we're just about out of time. I wanted to, uh, before we go here, I wanted to say, uh, the people who got the bonus content and and newsletter, it was in there already. Earlier this week, we found out that um, Bob Huesler, our best guest, our first guest, the guy who put us on the map, lost his son Gary suddenly. So, his son Gary passed away. It was in August. I just found out this, this week. I sent him a condolences, but we wanted to publicly say that you're in our thoughts, and we're terribly sorry for your loss, and... We don't, I don't even know what to say about it, but we, we, you know, we love that you it, came sorry on. Buddy, yeah. Yeah. We're all thinking about you. So let's go Mets. I know he's going to be rooting for the Mets. He's still watching the Mets. His son Gary was a big Mets fan. Yep. We're going to all be rooting for the Mets this weekend. Big series this weekend. See with Alvarez Judge, show. Going, judge going for 62. He's yep. got three home games this week. The Mets are, are in Atlanta for these three. Just got to take two or three. Just got to take two or three. It starts tonight in an hour or two. Let's go, Mets. For Brett Grosso, I'm
0: Bob Walters. Thank you to Sweeney Murdy. See ya.